Hello and welcome to Nick's Knack for Neologisms, episode 14, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Last episode we covered, what did we cover last episode? It's been a while, to be honest, it's been a while, it's been like two years since I, <laughs> since I put out an episode. But anyhow, last episode we covered Neophyte, Platitude, and Quibble, and in this episode I have something really special for you guys. Not three, but four words we're going to be covering. So the four words that we're going to cover are garrulous, distend, levity, and complacent or complacence. So let's go ahead and get started. Our first word of the day is garrulous. Garrulous actually can be pronounced two different ways. You can either say garrulous or garrulous, and it's spelled G-A-R-R-U. L-O-U-S. That's G-A-R-R-U-L-O-U-S. Garrulous. I feel like this is a word that, uh, what's that one president's name? Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. I see his face. What's his name? The guy that no one liked. Bush. I feel like this would be a, a word that he would say. He'd be like, I'm being rather garrulous today. Garrulous. It sounds like it'd be a word that a Texas accent would be good for. Garrulous. And don't be shy. Go ahead and say it out loud, no matter where you are. It's kind of fun word to say. Garrulous, garrulous, garrulous. So it's an adjective, and it means, and it's defined by dictionary.com. And that's who I use. For all my definitions, I use dictionary.com. Not because they're paying me to say it, but because I've looked at every other website, and I feel like dictionary.com offers the best definitions by far. They also have pretty good pronunciations, so... But anyhow, garrulous is defined as excessively talkative in a rambling, roundabout manner, especially about trivial matters. So excessively talkative in a rambling, roundabout manner, especially about trivial matters. That's garrulous. I'm being rather garrulous in this podcast so far. Garrulous. So if you had to have a synonym for garrulous, it's just going to be talkative, right? Because if you ever come up on this word on GRE, like GRE, they typically don't do a really good job about like honing in precisely on the word's definition. So if you see garrulous, it's synonymous with talkative. All right. Garrulous, talkative, garrulous. They're synonyms. Synonyms. <laughs> They're synonyms. All right. So the way to remember this, um, I don't remember where I got this from. I think it's from mnemonicdictionary.com, which is pretty cool. You type in like a word there, and then it shows a good word, a good way to remember it. So, And the way it works, it's kind of like Reddit, right? Like if someone has a good mnemonic, they put it on there, and then the mnemonic that gets the most thumbs up wins, and it shows as the first one. So this is the first one. This one was really good. So garrulous, the way you remember it is it kind of sounds like girls rule us. Garrulous, girls rule us, girls rule us. And they rule us, us, I guess being men, they rule us in their ability to talk nonstop about nonsensical things. Sorry, ladies. Easy now. Garrulous, garrulous, girls rule us. They rule us in their ability to talk about nonsensical things. So that's kind of a way to remember it. And let's be honest, you guys. And when I say guys, I'm using it in a very generic way, girls and guys. Girls do talk more than guys. And often it tends to be a little nonsensical, right? So girls rule us. Garrulous. So garrulous is excessive talk, usually about nonsensical things, talkative. My mom 
Speaking of women who like to talk a lot, my mom is extremely garrulous. And by the way, garrulous doesn't have like a negative connotation. It just means like talk in a rambling way, right? Like sometimes garrulousness is good. And sometimes it's annoying as fuck, right? Like if you're trying to get to the to the point of something and someone's being like garrulous, you're just like, oh my God, get to the point. You know, like my mom, she's super garrulous. Like she's, yeah, she's definitely the most garrulous person I've ever met. And I feel like I've met a lot of people and talked with a lot of people. But my mom, love her to death. But like if you ask her a question, she'll, like I can ask her, I can ask her a simple yes or no question and she won't give me a yes or no answer. She's garrulous about it. She goes in a very roundabout manner. And then five or 10 minutes later, I'll be like, so mom, back to my original question. And I give her like the yes or no again. And she laughs because she knows, and she doesn't do it on purpose. It's just who she is, but she knows she has an answer. So she laughs and she says, well, and then sometimes, sometimes if I'm lucky, she'll give me a yes or a no. So garrulous. And other, other people that are garrulous too are like, you ever go to like an old farts home, one of those like retirement homes and you just talk to someone, sometimes they're super garrulous and you're like, whoa, what's the point of this? What's the point of this story here? But there is no point. They're just reminiscing. I guess the conversation, their garrulousness is kind of an end in itself. That's the way I look at it anyway. Speaking of garrulous, like I'm being really freaking garrulous right now. Garrulous, excessively talky. Is that a word, talky? I don't know. All right. Let's, um, let's see. We spelled that word, right? Yeah, it's an adjective. Okay. Let's move on to some examples of garrulous being used in a sentence that I found online. I feel like I have to burp right now, but it's not coming out. So sorry. All right. First one was by somebody named, uh, Lee Siegel, how constant change killed Jackson. I don't know what this is about, but the example goes like this. In America, the death of an American star is really the occasion for a garrulous, obsessive, round-the-clock denial of death. Actually, I really like this one because garrulous, like when someone dies, like when someone really popular dies, there's always that garrulous talk surrounding their death, like nonsensical, roundabout talk, like did they really die? Are you sure? Is it a hoax? Did they really die? It's like, yes, eventually everybody dies. They're dead. Garrulous. Yes. Uh, let's see. Here's another one I found on sentence.yourdictionary.com. He was not only without political or military capacity, but was so garrulous that he could not keep a secret. And I would say that's true, right? Like the more garrulous someone is, the more likely they are to accidentally spill a secret. I feel like people that are garrulous, sometimes like, you ever done that? We've been so garrulous about something, you just accidentally let something slip out that you shouldn't have not let slipped out. It's like when we're drunk, usually, I don't know, maybe not everybody, at least when I'm drunk, I know I get more garrulous. I just say like, whatever the f- comes to my mind. Oh, by the way, I promised iTunes I would keep this clean. So if you hear like a lot of bleeps, I like to swear a lot. So there might be a lot of bleeps, but I guess I'm going to keep it clean. I got to bleep everything out. Anyhow, garrulous. Here's another one. Here's some other ones that I found for garrulous. Boy, you start saying it a bunch of times. It sounds like a weird word, garrulous. Teenage girls tend to be more garrulous than their male counterparts. This was on finewordusage.blogspot.com. The next example goes... Most companies' sales meetings are dominated by garrulous persons who love to hear themselves speak. And the last example goes, Claude pretended to be asleep so he could avoid his garrulous seamate, a self-proclaimed expert on bonsai cultivation. That's kind of funny. 
You ever had those people that you just avoid because you know they're so garrulous? You're like, oh, sweet mother, if they talk to me, I don't know how I'm going to politely get out of it. That's garrulous. G A R R U L O U S. Garrulous. G A R R O G A R R U L O U S. Garrulous. And remember, the synonym is talkative. Cool. I think we nailed that. I think I like talked a lot about the word. So let's move on to our next word, which I love this word, by the way. This word is distend. You might know this word. Maybe you don't. I don't know. I feel like it's common, but maybe it's not common. It's really common in the medical community. I would be surprised if, if you have like friends or family or whoever, whomever or whoever, whomever work in the medical field. Uh, I bet a lot of money they know this word, distend or distension. Distend. It's spelled D-I-S-T-E-N-D. It's a verb. D-I-S-T-E-N-D, distend. And it means to expand by stretching as something hollow or elastic. So to expand by stretching as something hollow or elastic. So usually when you, or at least when I've heard this word, you'll hear it used to describe someone's belly. Like, whoa, that dude over there has a distended gut. Like it just means really expanded, really big, distended belly. I guess if you want to be politically correct about someone's beer gut, instead of being like, whoa, that dude's got a huge beer gut, you could be like, whoa, that dude's got a huge distended abdomen. Yeah, doesn't really, I like beer gut better. Distended, distension. Whenever you blow up a balloon, you are distending that balloon, distension. So any of you out there, any of you word nerds out there that are planning to go into like medicine, you're going to hear this word a lot, I think. Distension, distended. So a synonym would be like enlarge or bloated, a bloated gut or expand. Expansion could be a synonym. Probably bloat, bloat, bloated gut, distend. Like yesterday, for whatever reason, I ate a shitload. I don't know why, but I felt like I just needed to eat a ton, and I know I became distended. It's what I call postprandial pregnancy. Prandial, I think, just means like meal. So it's like after you eat pregnancy, it's like you've eaten so much you feel like you're pregnant. That's how I felt. God, I was fucking full. Oh, it hurts so bad. The weird thing is, it's like I wanted more food. I don't know. There's something psychological. And I'm not like a, I mean, I like to eat, but I'm not a big dude. I'm like 165, eight. And like, I think most people probably just describe me as like somewhat ripped. So I don't know why I like, like I was eating, like for whatever reason, I just had to eat a shitload. And I ended up with this huge distended belly. And then two days ago, I played basketball and I didn't go hard because I'm like an old fart and my joints hurt. I played for about two hours, just kind of shooting around, probably had a, decent heart rate, maybe around like 100 to 110 or something like that. And when I got home, I was like so starving. I like, you, have you ever eaten so much that your belly gets so distended, but you're still like hungry. And it's like, you feel like your body needs more food. That's how I felt. I don't know what the deal was, but I really felt like I needed two stomachs or something. Which is why, you know, when people always ask that question, like, what animal would you want to be? It's a no-brainer for me. It's a fucking cow. Who wouldn't want to be a cow? Because I know cows have more than, I think they got like four stomachs or something. Well, that's the lifestyle to live, right? You just eat grass. You just eat all day. And cows, I've never really seen a distended cow except for the ones that they pump full of hormones and stuff like that. But cows usually look pretty happy. I don't know. Anyhow, I'm being rather garrulous about distension. Distended guts. Yes. My dad always jokes about having such a distended belly that he can't see his own feet when he's peeing. 
So hopefully you got a hopefully you got a good laugh out of that one. That's pretty funny. All right. Um, here's one I found. Here's some examples I found of distension online being used in a sentence. This is from some place called fatlingo.com. Apply a tourniquet to the upper arm to distend the veins and select the best one. That must be like for an IV, right? When you go to get your some people like don't have that good of veins, right? And so they apply the tourniquet to swell up the veins or to distend the veins so that they can see it before sticking them with the uh, with a needle. Here's another one I found. This is from Word in a Sentence. This place is pretty cool, wordinasentence.com. They have really good examples of words being used in a sentence. <clears throat> huh. It's a good name for their thing, right? Word in a Sentence, right? Because she was pregnant, her stomach began to distend as the baby grew. So that is distension, D-I-S-T-E-N-D, distend. Do we talk about how we're going to remember it? I guess like this one person said D-I-S, you can think of distance, and then tend, it kind of sounds like expand, expend, expand, distance, expansion. I think it's pretty easy to remember, so I don't know if we need a mnemonic or not, but I think we got that one down. Garrulous, distend, and then our next word is going to be levity. Excuse me, levity is a good word. Have I ever said a word is not a good word? But levity is a good word. I really feel like levity is a good word. It's a word you should know. It's spelled L-E-V-I-T-Y, L-E-V-I-T-Y, levity. And if you saw this word, like visually saw it, like you were here looking at it with me, you'd you'd notice that L-E-V-I-T, levity, and you'd think, oh, maybe levitate or elevate, or elevation, or relieve, or irrelevant. They all have that L-E-V prefix, suffix, root word, whatever you want to call it, in it. And I didn't really know what L-E-V meant till I looked it up. Huh. And I found out L-E-V means light and weight, which makes sense, right? If you're levitating something, you would hope that only things that are light and weight could be levitated. So levity, L-E-V-I-T-Y, It means lightness of mind, character, or behavior, or lack of appropriate seriousness or earnestness. So usually when you see levity used in a sentence, it refers to the way someone is treating a situation. So lack of appropriate seriousness or earnestness, I'd say that's usually how you see the word levity being used. Like if you go up and let's say you're trying to have a serious conversation with someone, but they are making jokes about the topic at hand or they're just not treating it seriously, you would see that they you would say that they treated the conversation with levity. Like it just didn't matter. Like there was just a lightness to it that they didn't really care about, right? Or I'm trying to think here. Like you ever seen you ever seen someone who's being indicted in front of I don't know, the media or whatever, or they're they're in court and they're in trouble and they just don't seem to give a flying fuck. That is levity. Like they just don't care. Like, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. I don't really care. That's levity. Lightness of mind, character, or behavior. And it's not always like, it's not always a bad thing. I'm just saying that usually when you see levity, it kind of has a negative connotation to it, at least when I've seen it. Levity. I also I also think it's kind of cool, the L-E-V. So remember, it means light and weight. That root means light and weight. So that makes sense. If you think of the word irrelevant, 
something that's irrelevant, like just doesn't matter, right? It's just light. It doesn't matter. And eh, we don't care. It doesn't have a whole lot of gravity to it. It's kind of neat. So I felt like I learned something by doing this podcast. I feel enlightened. I feel elevated. Levity. All right. Levity. Let's, let's do some uh, levities in a sentence. Actually, you can use the word levity. Plural is levities. I don't, I've never seen that. What a weird word, but levities are a weird form rather. Okay. So some more examples from words in a sentence.com. Levity in a sentence. All right. After battles, some soldiers try and add levity to their days by telling jokes around the campfire. That's a good one. The next example goes, Karen's parents were serious people who did not seem to appreciate her acts of levity during church service. Totally can relate to that. I'm like a little heathen. You guys remember when we covered the word sacrilegious a long time ago? Totally me in a nutshell. Uh, I'm like an atheist, and my parents used to take me to church. Not like force me to church, but we'd just go on the holidays, right? Like Christmas and I think Easter or something like that. But we went to this church, and this dude would talk. I don't know if he's like a priest or a pastor or what, but he would talk in a voice like this. He was like, Dun, 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 forever and ever. And it was like this weird, like quasi talking, singing voice. And it, for some reason, I found it funny as hell. This is like, I must have been in elementary school or something or middle school. And then I'd come home and I would just like, anytime my mom would ask me a question, I would just mock him. But you could easily accuse me, as my mom did, of not treating church with the levity it perhaps deserved at least according to some, right? Um, Okay, here's another example. When I watch movies, I prefer films with levity, not tearjerkers. And the last example goes, Larry often talks with levity about his crazy fraternity brothers from college. Cool, that's a good word, levity, L-E-V-I-T-Y. So, and I think we can remember it, right, just from the root. And then also, like, levity is kind of the antonym to gravity, Because gravity, you know, usually gravity is used as like a scientific term, but you could also use it in everyday conversation like, oh, the person just didn't take the conversation with the gravity that I expected them to, like the seriousness. Or if something has gravitational pull, right, it's strong in nature, gravity. And levity and gravity are opposites. Anyhow, okay, cool. Let's move on to the last word. I think out of these four words, garrulous, distend, levity, and this last one, complacent. I think this is probably my favorite one. I don't know. I like them all. I'm such a f- nerd. All right. I like I like this one, though. Complacent. This is a good word. All right. So complacent. It is spelled C-O-M-P-L-A-I-S-A-N-T. C-O-M-P-L-A-I-S-A-N-T. Complacent. 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 That's a good word. It's kind of hard to say when you look at it, like when you see it and then you try to pronounce it. It's kind of a weird word, but it's a cool word. And it means, it's an adjective, and it means inclined or disposed to please, obliging, agreeable or gracious, compliant. So inclined or disposed to please, obliging, agreeable or gracious, compliant. Complacent. 
So I think the sin, I think the easiest synonym for complacent is just pleasing. That's the simplest way to remember it is pleasing. You know, on the GRE, something comes up and pleasing, complacent, they're synonyms, right? Disagreeable would be the antonym, right? So complacent. And usually you hear complacent with children, right? And as it relates to their behavior. So, oh, look at little Johnny. He's such a complacent little child or obedient, you know, uh, an obedient child is a complacent one, according to most parents, right? The most complacent child you've ever met is a very obedient child. It's funny how we use the word like good. A good, oh, are your kids good? Or are they obedient? They're pretty much synonyms That's the way we use it, at least when we use the word good as it relates to like children, but complacent. And here's a cool way to remember it that I found online. I think I found this from mnemonicdictionary.com. This person came up with this good one, right? So complacent, it kind of sounds like Come, and then the plays, please, aunt. So come, please, your aunt, or like aunt. Like you're going to please your aunt, right? And I feel like the funny thing is I feel like an aunt or an aunt, I usually say aunt, but sometimes people say aunt. Like an aunt would be the person who would use this word, oh, your child's so complacent. I love my niece and my nephews. They're so complacent. I don't know why I did like a southern accent there, but I feel like a southern aunt would be the one to use the word complacent. <clears throat> so come please my aunt. You want to please your aunt, complacent, a pleasing person. Sweet. I think that's our strongest mnemonic we've had for all these words out of the other four words. This one's really good. Complacent. Come please my aunt. Complacent. Yes. It's good. It's a good mnemonic. Cool. All right. Let us um let's do some complacence in a sentence that I found online, shall we? Okay, so this is again, these these again come from that words in a sentence.com. This one's awesome. It says, Marsha's complacent character made her the perfect servant. Yeah, I feel like a servant would have to be complacent, right? And then here's another example. It goes, because John is too complacent in his willingness to please others, people often take advantage of him. I guess that might be the downside to complacence, right? You ever met someone who's like overly complacent? Overly pleasing. And there's people, right? There's those people that are overly complacent. And they do it in a manipulative way. Manipulative. Manipulative? Manipulative. I think that's how you say it. Manipulative way, right? There's those people. And then there's people that are just more like genuinely complacent. Right? But almost like over like, whoa, this person's so pleasing. But then if you ask, like, there's always a deeper underlying psychological reason for a person's complacence. Like, if you ask that person, if you ask most people that are really complacent why they're complacent, they might say something like, well, I don't want other people to think I'm, like, mean or a hard ass or something like that. But ultimately, their complacence, you know, if I, and then if you ask them, like, well, why don't you want people to think that you're mean? Well, I don't want people to to judge me or something like this, but ultimately it comes back to their own psychological self needs for their own complacency. I don't know why I'm mentioning this, by the way. I just think it's rather interesting and it kind of ties in with complacence. So hopefully it re- it helps you remember the word. But you ever do that? You ever like deeply, because I wouldn't say like, I definitely don't consider myself a complacent person, but there's been times when I've been, I guess, like pleasing in the past. And so sometimes you reflect upon why it is that you're being pleasing. And then you ask, you come up with an answer, and then you question that answer. 
you question that answer and then ultimately it comes back to you and the way you are perceiving and interpreting reality. Anyhow, we could make a whole nother podcast about complacency, I think, but we won't. Anyhow, that's complacence. Yeah, complacence. The synonym is, do you remember the synonym? Synonym, agreeable or pleasing. Come please the ant. Cool. So um, we did four words. Shall we do a review? I feel like before doing the review, I want to distract you guys just a little bit. I don't even know where you're at right now. Maybe you're on a train. For some reason, I just think you're on a train. I feel like all my listeners are on a train. I don't know why. But I, I guess you could be like sitting down. I feel like you would only listen to my podcast if you were commuting. That's my that's the hidden assumption there. I nailed it. That's what it is. Maybe working out. Do any of you guys out there like work out and then like listen to the Word Nerd podcast? Maybe you do. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. This is my distraction, by the way, and then we're going to go do a review. But I just want to distract you guys so that we're working, you know, we're building our memory muscle here. But I like I look at my stats sometimes and I have no idea what the demographics of the people are that listen to my podcast. And I don't really care. Not that I don't care about who you guys are. It's just like for me, I just make my podcast and people that listen to it are going to listen to it. Although it'd be cool to know. But I feel like it's I feel like you guys are kind of like a motley crew and maybe a little younger. I feel like you guys are probably between 18 to 22 years old or so. I don't know. Maybe I'm absolutely wrong. There's probably some old farts out there that are like frustrated that he actually used the term old farts to describe them. I will have you know that I define myself as an old fart. And guess what? I'm only 31, but guess what? My body can hurts. Sometimes I feel like I'm like 50 years old. And then I wonder like, what am I going to feel like when I'm actually at 50? It's going to be painful. I can wake up and my joints hurt and shit. I can't even like run anymore because my hip flexors bilaterally are super freaking tight, like really tight, but it's weird. I can shoot hoops and it doesn't bother me. But if I go for like a jog and say I do like an eight minute mile, or even probably it's more like a nine minute mile now. And then I stop like it's painful to walk. There's a sharp, stabbing, pinching pain deep in my hip flexors. Like a little lateral to where the inguinal, inguinal area is. Like, you know you know that bony protuberance you have in the, in the front part of your hip? The fancy name for it is the anterior superior iliac spine, ASIS. It's like just a little below that. Oh, it's super tight. Okay, anyhow, enough of the distraction. I don't even know how we got into that. Oh, yeah, because I asked you guys, like, what you were doing as you were listening to my podcast. By the way, you should leave me a review if you haven't. Anyhow, all right, let's go back to review, and we'll see if you guys can remember the definitions of these words. So let's start with the first word. The first one was garrulous. Do you remember the definition of garrulous, or can you think of a synonym for garrulousness or garrulous? I want to say, like, garrulosity. Garrulous. What's it mean? Sweet. So it means talkative. I myself have been very garrulous throughout episode 14 of Nick Snack for Neologisms. This is definitely going to be the longest freaking garrulous podcast I've ever made. All right, let's go on to numero dos. Levity. Do you remember what the word levity means or a synonym for levity? Awesome. Did you get it? I think that was actually our third one. We skipped a word. We'll go back to it. But levity, yes, means lack of appropriate seriousness or earnestness. So it's just you're not treating it with the severity with which you should, right? The antonym being maybe gravity, levity, levitate, 
Awesome. Let's go to our second word, which was distend. Can you think of a synonym? A one word. I feel like monologic is the word for one word, but I don't know. Can you think of one word that is synonymous with distend? Bloat, bloated, enlarged, distend. Remember, you're like expanding something in by usually like a hollow cavity by expanding it like a balloon. Distension, distend, distended abdomen, distension. Cool. Let's do our last one, which was complacent. My throat is like getting a little sore from talking too much. I'm usually really not this garrulous, to be honest, but it is what it is. Complacent. Do you guys, all right, for complacent, do you remember the mnemonic that we use for complacent? This was my favorite mnemonic. Complacent, complacent, ant, ant, noise, complies the ant. So the synonym would be, what would be the synonym for complacent? Pleasing, obliging, agreeable, that complacent person. Yes, complacent. Awesome, you guys, cool. So those were our four words, scaryless, distend, levity, complacent. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I had a lot of fun. This is a lot more impromptu than my other ones, but it was a kick. So cool. If you guys haven't, please, 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 please leave me a review on iTunes. Let me know how I'm doing. I also think if you guys like rate me and leave a review and stuff, I think it makes it easier for others to find my podcast. Because I checked on iTunes and I just like looked up vocab podcasts and like mine didn't come up, which I thought was kind of weird. So I don't know how you guys are finding. I think if you type in like GRE, I come up. But I think the more reviews and ratings that I get, the easier it is for other word nerds or soon to be word nerds to find me. Word. All right. Peace out, guys. I have no idea when the next one is coming. I think I'm going to try to do one of these tomorrow. But I'm also in nursing school, so I don't know how much time I'm going to have. I'm trying to do like once a, I feel like one every week I could do if I just like buckle down. Boy, I've been garrulous. All right, you guys, don't forget to leave me a review. Thanks for listening until episode 15.